1: Introducing the first-ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower, hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure.
2: Today on
0: NFL Fantasy Live, Nick Foles and the Eagles fly west to take on Andrew Luck and the Colts. We're going to break down the game from a fantasy perspective and tell you everything you need to know in this matchup. Plus an absolute tidal wave of injuries to big-name fantasy stars. Find out how long you might be without the services of one of your best players. And we'll review all of Sunday's top performers and project forward for next week. It's a full week two recap. NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose, starts now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose. I'm James Cote, joined alongside by NFL.com senior fantasy analyst Michael Fabiano. Mike, it was a crazy week too in terms of injuries.
3: Yeah, they had the mash theme song playing in the newsroom at the NFL Network yesterday. It seemed like when one guy got hurt, someone else quickly fell thereafter. It was a rough, rough day. Yeah,
0: absolutely. All right, Molly Karam and the guys will be joining us as well. But first we start in Minnesota where the Vikings announced in a statement Monday morning that running back Adrian Peterson will participate in practice this week and is expected to play next Sunday against the Saints. Peterson was charged Friday with reckless or negligent injury to a child and was deactivated for Sunday's contest as the team evaluated the situation. Now the Vikings say they will allow the legal process to play out. Here's part of the team's statement Monday morning. To be clear, we take very seriously any matter that involves the welfare of a child. At this time, however, we believe this is a matter of due process and we should allow the legal system to proceed so we can come to the most effective conclusions and then determine the appropriate course of action. All right, let's transition to Washington, where an all-too-familiar story for Washington fans played out as Robert Griffin III left Sunday's game with a gruesome-looking ankle injury. It's believed RG3 dislocated the ankle. Uh, Griffin had an MRI on Monday, and he told reporters that he does not have a fracture, nor does he require surgery which would have ended his season. Obviously, his recovery timetable is not immediately known, but we will update you as soon as we do find out. Griffin has torn his right ACL both in 2009 and the 2012 seasons. Fabs, Kirk Cousins, man, he looked great filling in for RG3
3: Sunday. Is he a long-term at? He is a guy that's definitely going to be added in a lot of leagues this week because of the offense around him, because of the fact that he's a really good fit for what Jay Gruden wants to do, and there's a lot of good weapons there in Washington as well. Can he be this year's Nick Foles? He certainly could be. There's no question about it. Remember, this is a guy who's playing for a starting job at some point in the future. He could earn one in 2014 for the long term. All right, in Kansas City, devastating news.
0: I shouldn't say devastating, but uh, tough news if you're a Jamal Charles owner. Last year's top-scoring fantasy running back, Jamal Charles, left Sunday's contest against the Broncos after just three touches. Monday, head coach Andy Reid said Charles had the dreaded high ankle sprain. Don't know what that means in terms of how much time he's going to miss. But, Fabs, Niall Davis is absolutely going to be a hot waiver wire pickup this week.
3: No question about it. He has got a lot of value. He could be a low-end RB1, a high-end RB2. We saw what he did uh, against the Denver Broncos when Charles went down. And and this high ankle sprain, that's – what scares me? That's a four- to six-week injury typically. So, if you have Jamal Charles, you're putting him on your bench, and you are running to the waiver wire and picking up Nile Davis. Luckily, there's going to be a lot of running backs you can pick up off the waiver wire this week because of all the injuries.
0: Yeah, if you miss out on Niles Davis, I mean, there's just a litany of injuries and a litany of Kyrie handcuffs. Robinson's yes. going to be
3: out there. Donald Brown's going to be yep. out
0: there. There's a few. There are a few, unfortunately. All right, we've got plenty more injury news for you coming up. But for now, let's send it over to to the guys to talk about the Monday night matchup between the Eagles and Colts.
4: James, thank you. We hope to uh, have a lighter discussion (laughs) here now, guys. A good one on tap tonight in Indianapolis. Eagles and Colts, two young, good quarterbacks squaring off. Let's start with the Colts. Adam, what are you expecting out of Andrew Luck tonight?
2: A lot of points. This guy's been dealing ever since he walked into the league, and now he's got a pretty decent matchup against the, the Eagles. So if you're in one of those positions where you're like, I need X amount of points to win tonight, if you've got Andy Luck, Feel pretty confident about it because he's going to be throwing the ball a ton because you got to figure Akbar the game plan there cannot involve the running game because Trent Richardson has struggled <laughs> and Ahmad Bradshaw is not really a, a true just workhorse running back. So he's going to be throwing the ball a lot. There's going to be a lot of opportunities to score a lot of points. So feel very comfortable mm-hmm. if you got luck. Going. Well I,
5: I believe the recipient Molly is going to be Reggie Wayne. Yep. He's going to be the recipient of a lot of those passes. When you look at that week one game against the Denver Broncos He was targeted 13 times, caught nine passes. So for all of those owners who had doubt in Reggie Wayne, somehow that he wasn't gonna be the same because of his ACL injury. Well, keep in mind, I reminded you that Jerry Rice was able to come back from an ACL injury and still ball out. Reggie Wayne is still the same guy. ACL nowadays is like the new sprained ankle. He'll be able to recover. <laughs> he's going to be very productive against this great matchup against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. All
4: right, he's got a few other beneficiaries there, and Dwayne Allen seems to be one of them. He seems to be the, the red zone threat there now.
2: Absolutely. you got to start Dwayne Allen in all of your fantasy leagues. There was, the, you know, the, the the popular narrative that Kobe Fleener was going to be mm-hmm. the guy because he's two, because him and Locke, we're to still together. Stand yeah, for it, seemed to, it seemed to make oh, sense. You know, it just it just seemed like it was going to be. And we bought into it a little bit too much, but Dwayne Allen, he's been explosive ever since he walked into the field. And I, I have to believe that when Luck finally got a chance to see him, and he's like, oh my gosh, this guy's really good. So of course he continues to target. And as we just saw right there in the replay, he can also, yeah, he's got a little burst right there. Yeah, he, yeah. Can, he can take it upfield and move. As we see right here, he's coming to us. Those are six points.
4: Got to like it. Yeah, and it's debatable. He might even be the number three guy there in that uh, passing offense, even ahead of Hakeem Nix. Here's a look at your projections now, gentlemen. And I love this. You don't. Because you kind of agree, <laughs> yeah, so we're it right. makes it easier for us out here. What, what do you
5: call that? Sympatical. Yeah. Now I want that's you to take a look at my numbers for Trent Richardson. No coincidence here, but that's his actual number, 34, oh, 3.4. I and see then look at George, yours is his number reversed. So, I don't know.
2: Like I'm the wearing the jersey inside out in protest. Right. <laughs> yeah, protesting him.
4: <laughs> I have a feeling you won't uh, be so even there when it comes to the Eagles. So let's switch over to the visitor <laughs> sideline now. A lot of fantasy owners are really going to have to depend on Lashawn McCoy to pull out a win tonight.
5: Well, this is going to be the game for him because when you look at this matchup for the Philadelphia Eagles against the Colts, it's very, very easy to see how LaShawn McCoy can get off. And the reason why is because they have so many dynamic guys at different positions. They have Jeremy Macklin. He's a dynamic player. They have Darren Sproles. He's dynamic. And I believe in his own right, Nick Foles is a dynamic player. So what does that do to a defense? It really puts you in a position where you have to be honest. You have to be able to play the matchup. And the matchups LaShawn McCoy is going to win. He's fast on the outside. He's good with the run game. S- excuse me. Good with the run game and good with the passing game. LaShawn McCoy is going to ball out in this game.
4: Good. I'm one of those people that need him. Adam, Nick Foles, a little bit of a slow start last week. you think he'll be sharper this week? Yeah, I got a lot
2: of confidence in Foles and Chip Kelly and that offense. And I feel this is a pretty good matchup, too. If you look right there, Nick Foles has been very good in the road games. There's a little bit of question because some numbers came out that the Colts have been tough on quarterbacks at home. Especially in their last three, where they've had they've allowed two touchdowns and had six interceptions. But I went and looked at the quarterbacks. Not great ones. Case Keenum, mm-hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick. It was kind of the curtain jerkers from the, the AFC South. Case Keenum. <laughs> I like Case. Keenum. He's fine, well, but he's not that. one of the
4: elite quarterbacks. So I like Foles. Don't 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 be afraid. Akbar, Zach Ertz really shines in the red zone. Are you high on his production tonight? I'm very high on Zach Ertz's
5: production. There's this thing called a scouting report. You get that every Wednesday when you come in after your Sunday game. And the scouting report should show up that the Philadelphia Eagles, excuse me, the Indianapolis Colts gave up a lot of points to tight ends. That guy was Julius Thomas, and the way they got to there, they used different formation to create certain matchups. Well, Zach Ertz, the same type of athlete, Mm -hmm. same body frame, same style, not as fast as Julius Thomas, but I believe that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to use the same formations to get that mismatch.
4: All right, taking a look at your projections for the Eagles, you are not simpatico, I can't say that, my friends. (laughs) Akbar, 19 points for LaShawn McCoy. That's a
2: great night.
5: 35
2: points for LaShawn McCoy. That's big time, prime time, show time, all time, good time. I'm buying what you're saying about using <laughs> oh, the different 35. formations. But McCoy is going to be the beneficiary, not her. But you know what? Actually, I'm one of those guys who needs a lot of points from full. Can I get 30? I need 30 from bulls. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're just going to bring it up. 30 what? points wow. for Nick Foles. Okay. Gonna, I'm wow. going to win my league of record. Okay. i to overcome a lot of the... Uh, <laughs> Not good performances there. So, congratulations to Nick Foles and all the holders. Everybody so when, needs when, points. Need Way to speak yeah. things
4: into existence. Adam? I'm doing it. I need that board back up. The power of TV. Thanks, and you guys. Now we'll send it back to James and Fabs for more on the injuries and news and notes. All right, thanks, guys.
0: Let's take a look at uh, some more more injuries. And there's plenty of them from week two. Uh, As you see, we mentioned off the top, Robert Griffin III, uh, one of the high-profile names there. Jamal Charles, but at the bottom of the list. Yeah, it's not just injuries; it's injuries to big names. Yeah. Absolutely. He I mean, names. you talk about A.J. Green, he played one series. Uh, uh, Deshaun Jackson, Eric Decker, to Tavon Austin. Vernon Davis was reportedly seen in crutches after the game as well. Another big-time injury. So, again, we're talking about a lot of stars here uh, seeing that training table, and that's not a good thing. But let's first start by talking about Sean Moreno. Hey, listen, just when he was really starting to get going, Moreno's now out at least four weeks with a dislocated elbow. Lamar Miller also left the game with an ankle injury, but he will get the bulk of the work next week if he suits up. Is there somebody else we might be keeping an eye on in that
3: Miami backfield? Well, they re-signed Daniel Thomas. Maybe they're going to call it Tony Nathan. I don't know because – They are really hurting at the running back position. I just dated myself there with the Tony Nathan (laughs) reference. Solid reference. So, uh, Elliot Harrison will definitely appreciate that one. But right now, Miller is the guy to own from that Dolphins backfield, unless he can't play. And then Daniel Thomas, It's, it's rough out there.
0: It's crazy. All right. In San Diego, Ryan Matthews had to be carted off the field with a right knee injury. NFL Media Insider Ian Rappaport reports that the initial diagnosis is an MCL sprain which could keep him out four to five weeks. The injury occurred in the fourth quarter of the Chargers win over the Seahawks. We're assuming Donald Brown is the appropriate add here, but we're also talking about a guy in Donald Brown that has nine carries for 19 yards so far. So. I mean, I guess he's
3: the right ad. Am I right in saying he that? He is. because they don't want to move Danny Woodhead into that early down roll. That's just not a fit for him. He is more of the passing down roll, change of pace back. So Donald Brown comes in. Remember, he was 25th in fantasy points among running backs last year okay. and was much better than Trent Richardson in Indianapolis. So this is a guy that's going to be picked up and added in a lot of leagues, and he should be. All right, let's talk about Mark Ingram. Just when fantasy owners were finally reaping
0: the benefits from the Saints' power running back, uh, Ian Rappaport reports that Ingram is now expected to miss about a month with a broken hand, even though Ingram suffered the injury
3: in the first half against Cleveland and still finished the game. Where do Ingram owners turn from here, though? Well, you're going to Kyrie Robinson, uh, a guy who is a deep sleeper on NFL.com in the mm-hmm. preseason. Now he's going to fill in and, and be that Mark Ingram type of role, uh, fill that Mark Ingram type Pierre of role. Thomas? Thomas is also going to see a bigger role, too, but I still think they want to utilize him more as sort of that passing down guy who who was replacing Darren Sproles in that offense. But maybe Thomas sees some more goal line carries as well, so that's going to help his value. But it's too bad because Ingram has been a disappointment at the NFL, and he's really started to look good.
0: A.J. Green left on Cincinnati's very first offensive drive. He had to leave the game with a ligament strain. In his foot, it's some kind of combination of toe and lower foot problem. That, again, according to Ian Rappaport, the Bengals' official team website, though, says if Green doesn't play Sunday versus Tennessee, he should be ready after the team's bye week. Remember, the Bengals are also without wide receiver Marvin Jones and tight end Tyler Eifert, also a dislocated elbow, a lot of injuries out there. So you're looking at Mohamed Sanu, That, that is the guy to pick up if A.J. can't play. And, of course, uh, 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 the red-headed gunslinger, uh, his so value. That rifle, that yes, hurts. That it hurts. does. It absolutely does hurt his value. All right, still to come, they had two good weeks. But are these early season success stories the real deal or just a mirage? Our experts are going to weigh in. Plus, we're counting down Sunday's biggest stat lines. Find out which one of week two's brightest stars was started in just 12% of NFL.com leagues. This is NFL Fantasy Live.
2: So the stadium getting ready for the opening kickoff here today. Oh Kansas City's got to punch it in here. Handoff, Nyle Davis up the middle! Touchdown, Kansas City! And the fake handoff to Lacey Rogers. Sets the throw. God, he's got it! At the 50, cuts it back, left to the 40! He's gone! Touchdown, 80 yards! Hill out, Giovanni Bernard back in, back to throw. Oh. Throws a little shovel pass nice. caught by Giovanni Bernard. He's got the first down. This guy <laughs> in
1: the open field
2: is a nightmare. Bernard yeah. leaps
1: and goes flying into the end zone. Oh, there's a catch made. Gates touchdown. Throws it. Locks in the end zone. Catch made. Touchdown. One-hand catch. It's made by Gates. Touchdown, San Diego.
4: Here ten guys who helped out their fantasy owners Big time on Sunday, Aaron Rodgers, Antonio Gates, Jordy Nelson, Jay Cutler, Phillip Rivers, Let's get into some of these gentlemen and uh, and see if it's going to continue. And let's begin, Adam, with Jordy Nelson. He pretty was unstoppable. He much. set a career high in yardage and made some really tough catches.
2: Yeah, this was one of the things. Everybody liked to overreact and panic about Jordy Nelson. What happened in week one? He's playing the Seahawks. This kind of thing happens when you go up a team like that. And then going up against the Jets, it was a very favorable matchup for him. And this time, Aaron Rodgers was actually looking at him. So when you get the opportunity out there, Jordy Nelson – one of the most underrated receivers in fantasy. He's a, he's a locked and loaded number one guy, and you love his quarterback. So each and every week, don't sweat it. Now, now we're even. He had the yeah. poor week in week one. He followed it up. He's saving my bacon in my league of record. He, I, I, have a, I have an outside chance, as I was talking about earlier in the show, mm-hmm. of winning because of Jordy Nelson.
4: Yeah, he piled up 30 targets over the last two weeks and also has a good matchup this week. Let's move on here, Akbar, to Antonio Gates. He had a huge day, 7 of 7, 96 yards and three touchdowns against Seattle.
5: Yeah, this was huge, and you know what this was for me? This was proof that Antonio Gates still has it. Yes. I mean, you take the toughest matchup. Sorry, LaDarius Green. This is the toughest matchup he's going to see all season long, and the way he utilized and abused the safety and the linebackers was impressive. It took me back to 2006 when I was with Antonio Gates. He still has it, and the one-on-one matchups he used by just using simple old basketball shaker moves to get open, Antonio Gates looked impressive.
4: Yeah, no uh, questions. No <laughs> questions anymore as who's the number one tight end there. Uh, sorry, Ladarius. All right. Gio had a monster day, Fabs, and has a favorable matchup this week against Tennessee who can't stop the run.
3: Do you guys see the hearts coming out of my head again? Do. Your Gio favorite
5: emoji.
4: I
3: love Giovanni Bernard. I am on the bandwagon. 32 touches in this game against a really bad Atlanta Falcons run defense. He is a locked and loaded RB1 week in and week out. You mentioned he's playing the Titans uh, coming up in week three. The Titans just got gashed by DeMarco Murray. Giovanni Bernard is the man in Cincinnati, and he's an RB1 right now, guys, just like I mentioned.
4: Let's move on now to the uh, rest of the top performers. We'll go 11 through 20 and show you this board. Some other guys who made fantasy owners happy. DeMarco Murray. Hey. There he is. He ran hard. Oh, boy, did he. He showed that uh, he's one of the best when he's healthy. Arian Foster, Alfred Morris, Delaney Walker, Cam Newton, in his debut, and uh, Randall Cobb, and, and their quarterback's pretty good as well there Aaron Rodgers we showed you earlier with DeMarco Fabs 285 yards on the ground through the first two weeks
3: he's been fantastic Uh, and this is a guy who is in a contract year really if you think about it he's the centerpiece of the offense because the Cowboys want to run the football and control the clock because they know their defense is a little sketchy even though it's actually played pretty decent over the first couple of weeks of the season DeMarco was drafted in the second round in a lot of leagues if you got him there it was like stealing this is a guy who is going to continue to thrive in this Dallas Cowboys offense. One thing that we forget: that offensive line is
4: awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, he had a, he had some chunk gains there as well. Our Alfred Morris had himself a day with Kirk Cousins at the helm, and this way he uh, this week he gets the Eagles underrated running.
5: Coach Green said it best: He is who I thought he was. <laughs> and he didn't let anybody off the hook. He gave, them, and he gave everybody everything you needed as far as fantasy points. 20.5 fantasy points. Impressive. He's a throwback-type running back. He's so physical, especially when he hits the hole. And I think that they're going to continue to rely on Alfred Morris throughout the entire season with RG3, without RG3. As Kirk Cousins, of course, as the quarterback, there are going to be more incentives
4: to give Alfred Morris the ball her cousin's as Gold the club. quarterback <laughs> so happy to see. All right, Jake Locker struggled. Don't we we rub were it. sorry, Don't sorry. Rub sorry. Rub it we all in. thought he was going to have a huge <laughs> day, but sorry. he was able to find Delaney Walker. <laughs> yes. We did call that one. For the
2: second consecutive week he was mm-hmm. looking at Delaney Walker, which was great, and Delaney Walker has now scored a touchdown in back-to-back games, and I do want to temper expectations a little bit because great game against the Cowboys you can't deny that 14 targets 142 receiving yards as you see right there but now he's got a little bit of a tougher matchup going up against the Bengals who have better linebackers than the Cowboys so it's going to be a little bit tougher for him to get loose but Lady Walker has started to prove himself to be one of those reliable guys low end of the tight end ones and somebody you're going to look at in matches plus you know there's so many guys injured you know mm-hmm. Jordan Reed's out Jordan Cameron's bother- bothered by injuries so he's somebody that you can kind of trust going forward.
4: Moving on here, Cam Newton had a solid start in his uh, debut there. It could have been even better if Kelvin uh, Benjamin didn't drop a couple. Well, you, you
5: talk about that, but I think he still has the opportunity to even get better. But 19 fantasy points to come back, he's got the whole rib thing going on. His ankles, dude, doesn't look all that... Like, he's 100%. So, I think we're going to continue to see more of this. Kelvin Benjamin, he'll get better as the season progresses. Jason Avant, he got with it a little bit. So, look, his opportunity is going to continue to grow as far as fantasy points.
3: If he's not 100% and I'm getting 19 fantasy points from him, I can't wait to see him when he is healthy. That's what I'm saying. How about this (laughs) week against the Steelers defense? The Steelers defense is really questionable at this point. So, Cam is now back to being what he's always been, a must start.
4: Looking like uh, his car is is um, working well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. That so. like a <laughs> he's uh, on he's on like Sunday. a Maserati. You know, it wasn't working, but now it's all, it's all good to go. Sammy Watkins Ooh. is showing the world, Adam, why right. the Bills traded up to get him.
2: Yeah, Sammy Watkins looked fantastic on something There was the guy that we saw in Clemson who we figured would come out and perform well. But I do want to preach a little bit of caution because now what we've seen from the rookie receivers – Cooks, Benjamin, fantastic in week one, did nothing in week two. Sammy Watkins, kind of an afterthought in week one, and then he was dominant in week two. So with these work rookie receivers, what you want to do is just look when you get into the bye weeks, when you're playing matchups and things like that. They're not going to be as consistent as we want them to be, but they're still capable of huge days, as evidenced by Sammy, though, on a Sunday.
4: All right, good stuff, guys. That was Sunday Swagger presented by Old Spice. And coming up, if you're feeling frustrated after a wild week, 2 we've got Just What the Doctor Ordered. Another rousing edition of That Helps No One is on the Way. Plus, they broke your heart with lackluster fantasy performances on Sunday. Can you learn to trust them again? Our experts will tell you who gets the dreaded, we need to talk text when NFL Fantasy Live continues. I've never done that.
0: Welcome back, everybody. A rough week for fantasy owners, and not just because the injury bug bit so many players on Sunday. Take a look uh, at a few of this week's healthy disappointments here. Pierre Garcon, you thought once Deshaun Jackson went down, he'd get a few looks, but one catch, 12 yards, that's pretty tough. Chris Johnson also underachieved at uh, two points there. Larry Fitzgerald still struggling a little bit. Five points rounding out your top ten fantasy disappointments for week two all right and we the aforementioned PR Garcon Adam Rank again
2: you, you know Deshaun goes down you think okay yep. this guy's gonna get a few more targets well he's been one of the most consistent re- receivers in the game not just for the, the, the Redskins so it was a little bit of a shock and I don't know how this is going to play out going forward because once Kirk Cousins came in and took over he was looking at other options he was looking at Niles Paul he was looking at Dre Roberts so he was going other places with the football I don't know if part of it was because of the blowout too and they were able to run the ball a little bit more effectively but this is certainly a concern going forward I would still I would still start him but not as comfortable with as I once was
3: uh, Fabs talk to me about uh, Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski is a guy that I'm not worried about one bit. He didn't even play in 50% of the offensive snaps yesterday. Hmm. The bottom line here is that he's still getting healthy. I mean, remember, this guy is coming off major knee reconstruction. This is sort of how things started for him last year, where they've got to build him up. And eventually, he'll be playing more snaps, most of the snaps on offense. Don't worry about Rob Gronkowski. He's still an elite tight end in fantasy football. We will stay in this game. We'll talk about Cordero right. Patterson. Adam Reich four catches, 56
0: yards. No rushes after breaking off like a 1,000-yard run all last right. week. All right, all right. Let's have some real
2: talk here. Okay. There is no need to, pa- to panic. Cordero Patterson because this was an unusual week for the Vikings of course with everything that came down with Adrian Peterson it happened late in the week when the game plan was already installed so there was a lot of confusion going forward and plus they're going up against the Patriots team that was motivated after being embarrassed in week one so it was kind of a perfect storm so I'm not too concerned you know terrible day 5.6 not quite what you wanted but there's going to be more good days for Patterson coming ahead don't worry about it Michael Fabiano
3: 10 points for Matt Ryan 4 points for Roddy White Stephen Jackson five points now I warned people about the Falcons on Sunday's edition of NFL fantasy live great at home on the road there's question marks Matt Ryan 10 touchdowns 17 turnovers in his last seven road games I talked to you about Roddy White Mm -hmm. this guy has scored two touchdowns in now 19 career games on the road against the AFC you really have to look at that kind of stuff when you're dealing with the matchups how does a guy do at home as opposed to being on the road Drew Brees anybody right on the road not so good at home. home. He's phenomenal, and the Falcons are sort of falling into that category where if you get them on the road, especially against a good defense like Cincinnati, they're not locks to put up big numbers. It's funny how they're in the same division as
0: well, right. isn't it? Right? right, Uh
3: Jacksonville, uh, a lot right. of
2: hopes
0: and uh, dreams rested on Toby Gerhardt. Right. They've been dashed. Yeah. We're not I mean, riding him too
2: off. Well. Just, it's, it's disappointing, no doubt. You know, you figured when Toby was going to get his opportunity to be the bell cow running back that we were going to see a lot of what we we saw when he got his opportunities in Minnesota but it hasn't surfaced itself yet. So Toby's somebody I'm not ready to release. He's going to be a he's going to be a member of my fantasy squads going forward. He's just not going to be in the starting lineup. He still needs to get healthy. This offense needs to work out some kinks. I mean they've had a lot of injuries all over the place. Cecil shorts has been hurt. Both their rookie receivers have been dinged up. So. They really need to get back and get healthy, and then you don't know what they're going to do with the quarterback situation. How about Reginald Bush? A tough matchup versus Carolina, but certainly I think managers were expecting more than
3: three points out of Reggie. Well, uh, Reggie Bush was the guy who said to sit yesterday. I don't know who Reginald Bush is. Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, the Carolina Panthers was a bad matchup for Reggie. We-, we talked about it on the show on Sunday. One touchdown in seven career games. Now it's one touchdown in eight career games. But Reggie is what it is. He, he is a very good PPR option most weeks, and in standard leagues, he's an RB2 slash RB3. Moving forward, that's how you should play him.
0: I think literally every fantasy expert in every the world. Every
2: single person in the world thought said it was play a great this team. man. Play Jake Locker. Even Dan, Lennon.
0: Lennon. Even Lennon. Lennon. Even Dan we should was
2: apologize. There. We're sorry
0: for
3: that one.
2: <laughs> yeah, that but, was uh, didn't work out too well. Bitter disappointment. It, it seemed like a great matchup on paper. It's you know, it's the whole thing of trading for Ken Phelps. Hey, the, the, our, our baseball people said he was so good, they, you know, against lefties. But you know what? This is one of those disappointments. This is why, and I tell you what, at least I benched him for Philip Rivers, so it worked out perfectly good. for me. But this is why I always say. Play. Play, your, play play your guys. You yeah. know, I it's 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 like Montgomery Burns in the Homer at the Bat one where he benches Daryl Strawberry to put Homer up there. And although it worked out, it's still the it's the wrong thing to do. Stick with it, because there's nothing worse than watching <laughs> Phillip Rivers go out there and put up 85 yeah. points and you're like, I outsmarted, I know better. So I apologize to everybody. That's on me. I, I won't do it again. And I will also say this, you know, Dallas, again, everyone's picking against
0: Dallas, but yet at the Their same time, two weeks in a row hasn't played held quarterbacks to less than their expected point value. So, just saying. All right, still to come. With all the injuries, there are tons of names out there on the waiver wire that you will definitely make a move on this week. But who is the better pickup? Michael Fabiano helps you decide coming up. Plus, even the experts get surprised in the always unpredictable fake game. What has shocked us the most so far? We're going to tell you when NFL Fantasy Live continues.
4: Coming up, who's the better pickup for week three, the backup to an injured star or a waiver wire mainstay? We'll compare the alternatives so you make the best choice for your squad. And our resident former defensive end, Akbar Emil breaks down the tape to separate fantasy from reality. Find out what Akbar sees in the future for one of the week's hottest waiver wire targets. Plus, it was another glorious week of plays that helped absolutely No one. The newest addition to Adam Rank's Wall of Fame is coming up. You don't want to miss that. This is NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose. Molly Karam here joined by Adam Rank and Akbar Bajabi Amila. And we have two Sundays down, 14 to go for fantasy owners. So let's play a little game here to help uh, our viewers out moving forward. And Adam, we'll start with you. Antonio Gates looked great.
2: Looked fantastic.
4: Is this the real deal or is this a mirage?
2: As Akbar said, he looked like 2005 Antonio Gates, but I'm going to say he's a mirage going forward just, just for the long term. I feel a big part of his production came from the game plan of the Chargers. They looked at the Legion of Boom and said, you know what? We're going to work our veteran tight end up the middle and we'll have some success there. And they were absolutely right. As Antonio Gates was able to get loose, even when Philip Rivers is making great throws too, he has the trust there in Antonio Gates. I just don't see this as being an every week thing. You know, Keenan Allen is going to be back into the mix. He's not going to be locked up with Richard Sherman going forward. So I look for a lot of inconsistency coming from Antonio Gates. So don't quite rush out and add him to your team right yet. But he's been so good. First so, of I don't want to say anything poor about him because he's near and dear to my heart. I've won plenty of fantasy leagues with him. So I've got the mad respect, as they would say, just as know the kids if say.
4: If it's going to be that type of production again. Yeah,
2: I just cannot trust that each and every week.
4: All right, we'll curb our enthusiasm there. Akbar, Niles Paul did everything we expected out of Jordan Reed, who's out with that hammy. Real deal, Mirage?
5: I, I believe he's the real deal when you look at the situation that they have now with, of course, their young quarterback, Kirk Cousins, hasn't had a lot of reps in the National Football League, but he's going to depend on that tight end position. He's the closest guy. He's that comfort, that blanket, so to speak, for Kirk Cousins. But Kirk Cousins is going to be able to also stretch out and get go deep because that's what's going to make that tight end position valuable he's going to be able to find Pierre Garcon so even more upside upside there I believe in in Niles Paul
4: want to know the good news he's only owned in 0.7 percent of leagues so so I think you should be able to get him he is available Adam Steve Smith is really looking like the number one guy there. I mean he leads the team in receiving yards and had the most targets
2: Another Uh-oh. guy who's seemingly Hashtag sound real deal real deal. I would say real deal for Steve Smith. I would play him going forward when they brought him into Baltimore. He looked like a veteran guy who was going to help out the other players on their team. He would be a kind of a mentor for Torrey Smith. But Joe Flacco had different ideas. He saw a guy who knows how to run routes a guy who knows how to get open. And so he's targeted him a ton this season. And that's going to continue. Steve Smith is playing with something to prove. He's got an anger to him that goes out and just makes him a fantastic. I, I, I really he's like. He's got his, a boulder uh, on his he's shoulder. Kind of exactly. Tude. It's got a, it a chip at this it's point. so. And you know, and it, it, it's disappointing because Torrey Smith. I mean, all he seems to be doing is running nine routes, mm-hmm. not doing much of anything. Steve Smith is doing all the heavy work. I trust him. I I I ride him going forward. I'm right with you.
4: He still got it. Uh, James Jones seeing the majority of the targets in Oakland, but he's got a risky matchup this week against the Patriots. Akbar, real deal or mirage?
5: Well, that's why I believe it's a mirage because when you look at the matchup, the Patriots they're going to know how to confuse the young quarterback in Derek Carr. So Derek Carr is going to have problems because he's going to see a lot of different looks up front. He's going to see a lot of different coverages. They're going to roll their safeties. They're going to give you that two shell look, and all of a sudden it's cover three. And when they're moving and rotating, so he still has to get a adjusted to the tricky way of the New England Patriots defense. James Jones is a talent in itself. I know he got 14 targets this past week, but, you look, big production, 15 points. You can't expect him to do that every single week for the Oakland Raiders. They're going to have to move that around for Derek Carr.
4: James Jones, meet Bellatrix and Rivas Island. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now for some waiver wire help, let's send it to James Coe and Michael Fabiano. Guys. All
0: right, thank you, Molly. Time for Groom Your Lineup, presented by Head and Shoulders. Each week. We comb through NFL.com's Fantasy Genius tool. Do you like what I did there? I did, did well, yeah, especially because
3: you got the good hair. Going <laughs> I do, too. thanks, pal. You do. Sure. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I do have good hair. <laughs>
0: Relax. All right, listen. Uh, we we comb through NFL.com's Fantasy Genius tool to find questions asked by real fans looking to groom their lineups. If you've got a question for us, go to NFL.com/genius. This week, we got a lot of people wondering if they should pick up the longtime backup or. If you go with the more traditional sleeper, here's our very first question. Who
3: should I add, Kirk Cousins or Ryan Tannehill? Absolutely love this question. Uh, both of them have a really good matchup yes. heading into week three. I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins here because I like his upside. I think he's a better fit for that Redskins offense than RG3 was, and I believe Jay Gruden even admitted to that. He looked good against the Jaguars. He's got the Eagles coming up. I like Tannehill, too. Also has a good matchup this week. But if we're going long term... I'm going with Kirk Cousins. I might say Washington has more weapons on the outside they as do. well. They do. All right, who should I add? Andre Roberts or Marcus Wheaton? I'm going with Marcus Wheaton here, uh, a guy who's a second year wide receiver. We saw a lot of second year wide receivers break out last season. Yep. Five of them had 1,000 yards. And the Steelers wide receiving core is all banged up outside of Antonio Brown. Uh, Lance Moore's banged up, and Darius Hayward Bay as well. Darius Hayward Bay. So I'm going with Marcus Wheaton in this. Combination here. Listen, I, I, I do think there's some upside with Roberts if Deshaun Jackson is out for a while, mm-hmm. but I like Wheaton more.
0: Day-to-day, Deshaun Jackson with that shoulder injury. All right, speaking of injuries, who should I add? Again, today, Niall Davis or Jeremy Hill? Niall Davis absolutely balled
3: out. Two touchdowns this, in that game against Denver. This isn't even a question now because we've seen Jamal Charles has a high ankle sprain according to his head coach, Andy Reid, which means that's a four- to six-week injury according to our Akbar because – that is one of those ones that if you come back yeah. too soon from it's it, a lingering injury. you're going to flare it up again. You're going to re-aggravate it. This is Niall Davis. Niall Davis should be the number one targeted player in fantasy football off the waiver wire this weekend. He's the real deal guy. This guy looked better yeah. than Jamal Charles did before Charles got hurt. And if you remember last year when he got a chance to play, he was pretty impressive. And when you are talking about replacing the number one running back in fantasy football last year, well, you're not going to be able to replace him. Let's put it that way. But, now Davis is a pretty good secondary option. He could put up. Low-end RB1, high-end RB2 numbers as long as Charles is on the sidelines.
0: Hashtag upside. And I love Go them. Go get them.
3: <laughs> Go get
0: them. And I absolutely love them in PPR leagues as well. You know Andy Reid loves to throw that ball to RB. That's RBs. correct. That was Groom Your Lineup presented by Head & Shoulders. Still to come, if you're singing the running back blues, you've got some chicken soup for your soul. I need it. Yes. Our tips for dealing with your running game fantasy frustrations when NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. Tomorrow, the 2015 Hall of Fame nominees are revealed and we'll break down their chances of making it to Canton as Pro Football Hall of Fame, The Contenders, airs tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. Go, Kurt. Go, Kurt. There you go. Friend of the show, friend of the network. All right. Welcome back. Running back has always been a very unpredictable position, in this year absolutely no different, especially after week two, which was a very injury-riddled week. Let's take a look at running backs who through two weeks have either gotten injured or have been utterly ineffective. And you see the very top of the board there, Jamal Charles, Ben Tate, Doug Martin, Noshan Marino, Ryan Matthews, all those guys dinged up. Then Eddie Lacy surprisingly has been pretty unproductive. Andre Ellington, a combination of both. But boy, that is a very long list of running backs. So the question is, how do you fix this problem, Akbar?
5: Well, you know, for me, it really goes down to looking at that waiver wire. you got to really pay attention to the waiver wire. Take it, for example, Ryan Matthews. I mean, if you're a Ryan Matthews owner, of course, your heart is hurting because you're thinking, well, maybe I could have gotten, you know, some good uh, fantasy production since that offense really got hot. So you go out there and look for a guy like a Donald Brown. Donald Brown is available out there. Last year he finished within the uh, the top twenty-five running back. So he's a number twenty-five last year, and so you know that he's going to be able to to get involved in the passing game and in the running game. There's true productivity from Donald Brown.
0: Uh, waiver wire handcuffs always good, but also trading is an option. Something that you've employed earlier this season.
3: No doubt about that. You want to look for running backs who might be sell a buy low candidates, and Eddie Lacy fits the bill. Two games. He's really done very little. And another thing you want to do, James, is you want to trade from strength. So if you were really good at wide receiver, well, trade one of those wide Mm -hmm. receivers. Try to get a guy like Eddie Lacy, or a running back who's coming off a bad game, who's still very good, like Rashad Jennings, for example. Go ahead and do that. And back to Akbar's point, this week, going into week three, Okay. This is going to be the most running backs on the waiver wire who could be productive. I think that's going to be all season long. So make sure you're active on that waiver wire for running backs and this week. And the other part, week. too, is
5: know your roster. Know who's on your bench and who you want to drop because you don't want to make a horrible decision in dropping somebody who's going to have value.
0: I do mm-hmm. wonder as well if Toby Gerhardt could put possibly be a buy-low candidate. Uh, right now, not too productive, I, but, I don't again, know. again, he could be one. a gamble. He could be a gamble. All right, next week's running back fix may very well have been a player that this week helped no (laughs) one. And here's Adam Rank with more.
1: All
2: right, thanks, James. That's right. Each and every week, we take a look back at those unheard of players who rob precious fantasy points from the guys we actually started on Sunday. So, in other words, this is every single touchdown from Sunday. No, I'm just kidding. It's a tear jerker from some curtain jerkers, a segment we like to call That Helps No One. And let's go to the video. We started the District of Columbia, a new administration. It's a new deal. Nope, the same thing over and over again. Darrell Young there robbing. Thank you. Yes, I did get his (laughs) name right, and I also got it right that he also robbed precious fantasy points. We need some change we can believe in because... (laughs) That helps no one! Do the metal. Drew Stanton, Fitzgerald in the end zone. Party. No way. Nope, 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 He is just short, but they're going to do the right thing, right? Give it back to him. Nope. Jonathan Dwyer, where is Larry Fitzgerald Sr.? Get him. He is taking points from us now. Now it's become a personal issue. And guess what? I'm going to call it out because
1: that helps one.
2: Back to DC, my guys from Duval. Chad Henney. There he goes, Alan Hearn. No, Marquise Lee. No, Allen Robinson. No, Mercedes Lewis. Oh, wow, hold on, that's, the a that's a car. That's a car. That's good. That's no, a, no, no. That's He's a the car. Ja- hey. There's one guy from Jacksonville. <laughs> He's the Jackrabbit. Look at that breakaway speed. All right. I don't have enough time for this because yes. that helps no one. Date line, Carolina. Matthew Stafford struggling to find Calvin Johnson. A cavalcade of lions to go to cavalcade, and he goes to. A, He's got. It good looks hair. like one of the one of the Wyatt brothers. He's got the whole, oh, I don't want to sing it. He's got the whole world in his hands. We have no fantasy points because oh, that helps no, no one. one. Back to the Meadowlands, Eli Manning at this point of his life. Victor only Chris. helping us when oh, he throws no. it to the other team. But no, <laughs> he throws I'm it, dirty, I don't even. Right? It's Daniel Fells from Fullerton High School? Don't break out the sauce, Victor Cruz, because this was made in New York City. That's going on. Go, Akbar, way to get that reference. Back to D.C. Garbage time, as I always say. Garbage time points are still fantasy points, but no, it is not Freddie Morris. It is Silas Red. Oh my God, our USC producer put this one in. Who would have imagined? I did like that. He didn't give the high five right there. Let's leave no fantasy points behind because. That, that helps no one. one. Let's go to Oakland. Oak Arian Oak Foster, the people with his pumped-up kicks, getting ready to throw it into the end zone. But wait a minute. That is number 99. Isn't that the same number as J.J. JJ Watt? It is J.J. Watt. What is he doing what? there? Oh, this Huge is contract commercial A cameo IEP, in the right? league. <laughs> you know, it's, right it's great to be J.J. <laughs> Watt, but <laughs> that, that helps no, no one. one. Let's take a look at some of the names. Oh, no, a no, lot no. of guys that Michael was just mentioning who will be on the waiver wire uh, this week. Nile Davis, Bobby Rainey, yep. Mo Sanu. So back to back weeks, there's a lot of names out there that you'll be going out to the waiver wire. Look at all those
0: Nileses on that list. Too many. Too many Nileses. Not go enough go Jamal
2: Charles and guys ha, we actually Nileses? started. Yeah, that's right, Too Nileses. Better. Nile Davis, I right. Remember. Paul. If you Niles want to see your tweets featured on the show enough there use the hashtag <laughs> that helps no one when you see a fantasy <laughs> score that helps no one in all season long we're asking you to help choose our that helps no one player of the week our hall of Famer. so right now if I may have a drum roll please our winner Whoa. JJ Watt, can we get,
5: you gotta get this photo. Look at this one. JJ Watt, I like that. A defensive end makes it on that
2: helps no one. That's an honor. That's, look at that photo. Mm -hmm. What a great photo. Okay, if you're one of the few people who do play in IDP leagues, then yes, you got points for that. But for the rest (laughs) of us, nothing. Nothing. Not I like. How a, dare you, defensive a, players? Don't you get a enough?
5: He's an offensive end. He's good. All right. That's good reason. Cool.
2: We'll be right back with bars X and O breakdowns of defensive players stealing our fantasy points, or something like that. How dare you, Come on, on back. How dare you? How
5: dare hey, you? Does my sir? fake talking work? If I fake talk?
4: NFL Game Rewind includes full replays of every 2014 game and coaches film. Get free access to NFL Game Rewind right now. Sign up for a free trial on NFL.com gamerewind Game Rewind. We're going to do a little coaches film breakdown of our own right now on okay. NFL Fantasy Live. Akbar, as a former player, what's something that you saw over the weekend that we might have missed?
5: Well, you know, one thing I looked at, I looked at Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, of course, had a rough game last night against the Chicago Bears, and we saw the interceptions, the three interceptions, but there was something encouraging to me that I, I really looked at when I watched Of course, Colin Kaepernick. I want you to take a look at this play here. Colin Kaepernick used a little play action, but his ability to stay in the pocket. We know Colin Kaepernick could have easily taken this for an eight yard run. We know his athleticism, but his ability to stay in the pocket and actually find his receiver and get a 24 yard play from from Michael Crabtree. You know, when you think about the quarterback position, you've got to be able to dice it and be a dual threat. When he sees pressure, he knows he can run, but he stays in there. Go back to week one. You know, you watch his eyes. Look at his eyes. His eyes are actually moving down the field. This is a new thing that we're seeing from Colin Kaepernick, moving down towards your fantasy value. He's going to get you more points. Last week in the in week one, we saw him use the play action again here. He has the ability to take off the run, but instead, he not only steps into the pocket, he actually takes a hit saying, you know what, I'm willing and committed to staying into this, into this development. And when you watch Colin Kaepernick, we see the holes open up for him, and that's how he normally sees But he's using his eyes to survey the field. He says, I'm going to step up in this pocket and I'm going to sit there and make the throw. He finds Anquan Bolden for an explosive play that adds on to his total fantasy value. And that's where I can see Colin Kaepernick being a quarterback that you can trust week in and week out. Colin Kaepernick is developing, and I think it's all going to click for him once he trusts the system and what Jim Harbaugh has for him.
4: Also, Akbar, by staying in the pocket more, it keeps him healthy. Oh, it so keep, another reason it's helping.
5: It keeps him healthy. If you're owners mm-hmm. of Michael Crabtree, Vernon Davis, mm-hmm. you're impressed with it.
4: Yeah, and more upside for them as well. Good stuff. Thank you. Some things to keep your eye out as the season goes on, guys. And now we'll send it over to the field where James Coe and the crew are standing by. Gentlemen.
0: All right. Thank you so much. Two weeks
3: into the season, guys. What's been the biggest surprise so far? Fabs, we'll start with you. Drew Brees, where's he been? Uh, really? Mean, he's averaging fewer than 15, 16 fantasy points a game mm-hmm. in his two games. There are 21 players with more fantasy points right now it's than Drew Brees. And Josh McCown is one of them. And <laughs> Joe Flacco is another one. But things are going to get much better for Dresses him. He's playing at home. This week, and he's going to explode against the Vikings.
2: For me, it's the other position. It's the running backs because we've kind of devalued them a little bit. If you look at the first round now, it's not automatically 10 solid running backs. But even that number is now dropping significantly. I don't know if there's anybody. There's a handful of guys barely that you can trust. But it's going to be a lot of, you guys talked about it earlier in the show, a lot of waiver wire guys. We're picking up this week guys like Kyrie Robinson that we're going to be throwing into our lineups. I mean, if you think about Jamal Charles,
0: a guy who led uh, the entire running back core. Now uh, he had a disappointing week one, a disappointing week two. We don't know if we can trust him moving forward. My big surprise, the old man. How about yeah. Antonio Gates? He says, I don't care about no Ladarius. Green. I don't even know who Ladarius Green is. <laughs> he doesn't recognize Ladarius Green, and
2: he doesn't well, care about your past. fantasy
0: team either, which I absolutely love. But no, he's been absolutely great. Uh, uh, to see him, he's the, the second highest scoring tight end in the game right now, right. Uh, just behind Julius Thomas. I mean, come on. Sell can... high. <laughs> yeah. Sell, Sell high. Get somebody to they be like Get no. somebody to trade for him. There you go. All right. Tomorrow, we're back with a complete Monday night recap. And an early look at our waiver Wire favorites. NFL Fantasy Live returns at 4 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network.
1: Introducing the first-ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain unlimited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Highlander.
4: Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers. Whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's leesacom slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See Lisa.com for more details.
0: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget.